and welcome back to For All Hours, the podcast. My name is Jamal, as it was, say last week, but it's been a motherfucking minute. The boy has been a little busy. Um, and I've been meaning to do shit. I do think about doing, like, just podcasts all the time. And then I'm like, when? Bitch, when? Um, so it's something that I've actively started to plan and like had to take time out of my week to just do because um spontaneous podcasts uh like i can but it's just like it just will just be shit um so yeah so it's just a rundown of the past like week what was my last episode would have been two weeks ago yeah so it's been two weeks um yeah oh the whole hand licking thing yep i remember vibes um but yeah, so like I started uni this week um, and work's been hella busy and I somehow go out all the time and just do shit. It's weird. <laughs> I've never been that much of a social person in my life, but um, somehow at the moment I am um, here, there and everywhere. So, but yeah, podcasts will probably be Tuesdays now. I mean, it'll be Tuesday when you're listening to this. I'm recording um After hours. yeah i just finished recording with ash the uh, last call podcast on spotify and all your favorite podcasts <laughs> uh platforms always be plugging um but yeah it's like 20 to 12 i'm currently waiting on my chicken wings so um yeah i've decided to have a really late dinner because i woke up really late um yeah, I'll dive into that. So it's been Labor Day, right? It's Labor Day right now, long weekend. So just to break it down, because my weekend has been uh, long and, you know, in every sense of the word. Um, so Friday, Friday afternoon. So I got up at Friday at like 10. Like, ah, uh, that's like kind of a sleep in, which is nice. Um, had uni at one went to dance teaching at four and then I had work at nine um finished at six yeah nine to six um and then I went home got home at seven (laughs) and then um woke up at 10 because I had so much stuff to do like it was the only day I could actually do stuff so like did a heap of errands um, bought Mishy's birthday present, uh, did some uni work. Um, and then I had work at 6.30. I worked a function. What did I work at? 21st. I say this every time I work a function. Who? Who wants their fucking birthday party at treat? Like it's not, I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's just like go anywhere else. And there was an engagement party in um, the other side of the venue. I was like, what are you doing? Grow up. You're engaged. Go to a winery or some shit. Like literally anywhere else. Besides the point. Um, so yeah, six till I actually got off early on Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I got home at six. So I finished at quarter past five, which was nice. Nice and early. Um, 
yeah, quarter past six, and then I went to bed and woke up at ten because I went to Michelle's bottomless brunch, which was nice. Um, and then drank all day, had a really nice time. The food was really good. Um, Harlow Bar on Church Street, if you haven't been. Um, yeah, it was really good. Um, drinks were good, vibes were up, nice and sunny. Did get a bit dehydrated, um, but that's all right. And then after that, we went to Gabby's, went to the roof, had beverages. Um, and then we went to Two Wrongs, just up the road. Um, I haven't been to Two Wrongs in ages. Um, interesting. I, yeah, that's when I started to go uh, fully downhill. Um, I basically just fell asleep at the table. Everyone's like, you can just go, go. Um, so I, I left, took an Uber to my car, had a nap for an hour, and then went to work at nine o'clock. I got there at 8.55. I went straight to the toilets and threw my entire body weight up. I was so unwell. Um, but <laughs> after that, it was fine. Um, yeah, it was just the initial. It was the fact that I was so A, tired, B, dehydrated, and C, drunk. I was just like, it was just a cocktail for disaster. Um, so, yeah. And then what did I finish at? Six o'clock. Um, so, over... Over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I got a collective six hours sleep. So today has been a welcome, a welcome rest. Um, yeah, well, I got home at. Oh, I stayed for a bit after because I'm dumb. Um, got home at about seven. Um, Ali just got home as well because um, she started her new shift. Um, so we just had a chat for a bit, and then I went to bed at around eight. And then woke up at two. I felt like a new man. How good is sleeping? <laughs> it was just, yeah, it's been a long weekend, but it has been a lot of fun. Um, but this is like the week slash two weeks, like starting with broads on like the 27th. And then like it's Michelle's birthday tomorrow. Oh, it's Michelle's birthday soon in like 15 minutes. Um, if you're listening to this, Michelle, happy birthday. I love you so much. Um, 23, welcome to the club. I think Blink182 said it. No one likes you when you're 23, so just get ready for that. But I'll still love you. Um, and then it's Cody's birthday on Tuesday. No. Yes, Cody's birthday on Tuesday. No, Michelle's birthday is on the 10th. Ignore me. Cody, happy birthday for 15 minutes <laughs> from now. <laughs> um what is he turning? 21. Good God. They're so young. My, my babies. Um, yeah. Cody's birthday tomorrow. Michelle's on Wednesday, I believe. And Breeze is on Saturday. So that's going to be nice. Breeze turning 20. Uh, the youngest. Oh, actually, no. Tiggy's the youngest of my children. My children. Um, but yeah, big, big week for birthdays. Um, it just gives me an excuse to go see everyone. Um, cause everyone does stuff and I love it. I miss those guys so much. Um, and I miss not seeing them every day. No, I miss seeing them every day. Yeah. That's what I meant. Um, but yeah, uh, life is in full swing between uni teaching and work. I am, oh, she's a busy boy. 
Um, but yeah, um, just on uni, I am fully out of my depth at this point. <laughs> first, first week review, um, math is okay. I enjoy math. I'm actually quite good at math, which is surprising kind of, um, actually, no, I've done uni math before. Yeah. Math. Fine. Chemistry. Fine. Um, there are like three lectures and I got through all of them and I kind of remember the, t- the basic terms and stuff. So like, you know, it's just going to be a, like a semester of deep pulling deep, deep from within um, physics. I haven't done, this is wild to think about. So I haven't done physics since 2013 when I was in year 10. Um, I haven't done physics in eight years. Isn't that wild? I feel like I just left school sometimes. I'm very much not of the opinion that I'm a grown man sometimes, um, which keeps me young, but also I just need to realize that I'm almost 25. Like I'm 24 this year, but like almost 25, that is terrifying. Um, and then biology is just a different fucking breed, dude. That is, that is not a science. I like because A, I'm not good at it. B, it has no relevant to f- relevance to physics or chemistry, which are like kind of related ish. But yeah, like it's, ooh, it's going to be grim, grim viewing. Um, yeah, sorry that I sound like I have uh, emphysema. <laughs> For some reason, um, not for some reason, like I've been like a little, not sick. I've just had this like whoop, whoop, whoop day, like uh hooping cough, not hooping, not actual hooping cough, but it's just like the cough comes deep, deep from deep from the bottom of my lungs. So, mm. but yeah, been busy. Um, Yeah. Got a lot of stuff going on, which is nice. Although I, I can already feel the burn. Like I'm definitely going to burn out in like a month just because I'm doing way too much shit. But you know what? I signed up for this. I knew what I was getting into. And you know what? I'm great at um, just putting myself through way too much and uh, burning out and complaining about it. So it is what it is. Uh, what else is going on? Other than that, not too much. <laughs> I say other than that, not too much. Like I'm not doing fucking 300 hours a week of random shit. Um, I, oh, actually that's what happened. So um, another project that I want to do that probably won't get done. I, I remember last week, not last week, like two weeks ago. I was like, I want to watch Kissing Booth. Still haven't done it. Might do it tomorrow. I have the day off. Maybe you'll get two podcasts this week. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'll probably end up doing that tomorrow, but I, I was having a conversation with, uh, Brody a couple of weeks ago and we're listening to the 1975 and I was just like, I've like never really listened to them like that, like ever. Like I could name before this one 1975 song and that was the sound because it was on, uh, a FIFA soundtrack back in the day. Yeah, that one. 
anyway um and she was like you hate it's like we we're just chatting shit it was like oh I can't help that you hate the 1975 it's like i don't hate the 1975 it's just that i n- literally never listened to them like if you know me and if you've listened to any of the podcasts before you know i'm very much a um like a r&b rap alt r&b jazz r&b rap type beat like i love that kind of music you know it's it's um that's my thing like that's my circle you know and you know add some pop in there yeah a big k-pop guy big you know ariana grande fan whatever but like that's my land you know we're in this land 1975 very much not in that land um so this week I was just like, you know what? I have a lot of long commutes. Like my drive to teaching is an hour, hour and a half. Easy. So I was just like, look, I'm going to challenge myself and get out of my comfort zone. So this week I listened to every single The 1975 album. Um, and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, not that I thought it was going to be bad, but I just thought it wasn't going to be my thing. Um, the first album, this is probably blasphemous because I think it's everyone's favorite. Actually, I don't know. I, I am planning to do like a, um, when I did the positions breakdown with Tiggy, I am planning to do like something similar with the 1975 and just go through like, albums and like opinions and blah blah I've, I've, i want to get tiggy back on i want to get matt back on um i might hit up ali she's always good for a 1975 chat fuck it brody's coming on the 1975 gang um and that, and that being said it is actually nice to be able to relate to um everyone on the 1975 which is nice because i'm just like i have no idea but now i do um the first album is probably my least favorite just because for me, sonically, it was an album that was, I don't know if they'd released music beforehand, but it seems like they were definitely trying to find their sound. Like it's very experimental in, in, for my ears. Um, some songs I just really couldn't get around, but some of them were like good poppy type anthems um sex is a great song robbers is a great song my favorite song is menswear um because for me that brought me to uh james blake type land for some reason and that's that's what i did through most of the albums actually all of the albums i was like this is uh uncharted waters for me what can i relate these songs too so like anytime i heard a song i was like oh this sounds like this type of person song or this type of person song or this type beat you know um so first one probably my least favorite of um the discography um i've got a uh, yeah i made a playlist of just like my favorite song um the second one I think is my favorite album. What's it called? I like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful yet 
so unaware. Really good, I think. And I'll, I'll talk about this on the actual the nineteen seventy five podcast. Um, but for me, they had what, what was it? Three years between albums, like very much curated their sound. Um, there was a bit in the middle where I thought they kind of just dropped off and actually tried to make me go to sleep. There was that one flight facilities type song where I was just like, I was literally driving and I was like, am I about to fall asleep? <laughs> um, but love me is such a good song. Um, very, very much Prince vibes. Um, if I believe you, my favorite, the 1975 song, um, it was, and I'll always like compare shit. Cause I was like, oh, I don't know what the 1975 is. Very D'Angelo times Kanye. That's what I thought when I listened to this song. Cause it's like very good, very smooth, soft vocals versus Kanye production and choir. Like I am such a thought for a choir in a song. Ugh. Like ultralight beam is just the tits. So that's the energy that that song gave me. Um, the last two songs on the album are very, very beautiful. Um, Nana and She Lays Down, stunning songs. Um, if I was more emotional at the time, I probably would have cried. The third album I thought was really, really good too. Um, I really enjoyed it. My favorite intro. Um, I like how all the intros for all the albums are just the 1975. That's fun. Um, but the third one's my favorite. Two time, good song. Inside Your Mind's a very good song too. I Couldn't Be More In Love makes me feel some type of way. <sighs> Anyways, um, and the last album, good. Definitely more modern. Um, I know it's a band, but they uh, some of the songs definitely opted for more uh, modern. I'm not going to say trap, but you had... Definitely uh, Travis Scott times James Blake times like the XX kind of spacey instrumentals um, with a lot of um, like, yeah, bassy. I don't know what to call it, but yeah, definitely more modern. Um, if You're Too Shy is such a great song. Um, it's just like, it gets me hyped and just like big pool party energy from that song. Um, and nothing revealed, everything denied is probably the best off that album. So yeah, I'm going to get friends on to talk about the 1975 because I have a lot of friends who are very, very, very obsessed with the 1975. Um, which is fun. And as I said before, it's nice to be able to now uh, actually be able to talk to them about it because before I couldn't and I felt like a dickhead. Because no one really in my group listens to like what, <laughs> and that sounds so dumb and pretentious, but it's like no one listens to what I do, but like, you know, um, they don't really. I don't think anyone from <laughs> my friend group is listening to like Masego. So. Um, but yeah, that was the 1975. It was a, it was a good experience. Um, 
I definitely see where everyone's coming from with it. Um, Matt Healy is a great voice, even though um, I think English is his third language because I have no idea what the fuck he's saying. Um, with that being said, uh, yeah. Is there anything else going up in music? Oh, Anderson Pack released a new song with Bruno Mars and it is the horniest thing I've ever heard and I fucking love it. <laughs> I'm just like, I listen to it and I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's such a good, it's such a good throwback to like an era of music where it's just like, you know, it's silk robe type beat, you know? Sitting in a bath with champagne and it's just like, put a record player on is big for me it's the energy of barry white but with the vocals of like d'angelo um <laughs> that it that that is music to fuck to that is music to make sweet 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 love um but yeah it's funny because D'Angelo makes all that kind of music and he literally had to disappear for like 10 years because he was, he was like the sex symbol of the late nineties. Like he was that man. He was like, Oh bro. Untitled. How you make me feel. Oh, how does it feel? How does it feel? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That song's really good, but I almost, like Matt Bomer's cover of it as much as the original song. Matt Bomer in Magic Mike absolutely nailed that shit. Um, and as a random side note, um, the start of Japanese denim by Daniel Caesar samples that um, drum at the start. Speaking of, okay, <laughs> this is so random. But speaking of the start of songs, the start of The Box by Roddy Rich. Um, I'm going to pull it up just real quick. Um, no, not that song. Cash Money AP. Um, the Box. All right. This audio right here. Right? That audio there. The fucking strings, the rising strings. Is that not the exact same as Love, Sex, and Magic by Sierra? Right? Love, Sex. The exact same, right? I'm not bugging. Anytime I hear that, I'm like, oh, how did Love, Sex, and Magic end up on my rap playlist? It didn't. It's just Roddy Rich. Like, <laughs> first time I heard it, I'm like, yo! I know what this is. Um, yeah, I just think it's funny. Um, we love a good sample. <laughs> um, that's probably all the music stuff I got at the moment. What have I got in my notes? Good God. I cannot wait for these chicken wings. Um, so what, we're already, oh, good God. The fact that we're already in March is just terrifying. Um, but yeah, what have I got? Um, 
Uh, uh, oh God. All right. I'm going to get into a bit of a rant here or a bit of a tirade. Um, so this is another episode, another segment of hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. I want to talk about straight privilege for a second. Cause uh, I have a lot of friends who um, in the LGBT community um, and like, obviously I, you know, unequivocally support literally anything any of them do, um, how they identify, whatever, like fucking love you all literally so much. Um, it's funny. Someone called me a faggot the other day and not like, ironically, like it wasn't one of my friends. We kind of just do that because, you know, I don't know, whatever. Like someone at the club. It's like, oh, get off me, you faggot. I was like, because I was trying to break up a fight. There was an all in on Friday. And yeah, he said that. And I was like, wow, that's just mean. I was like, you have no idea. And you're just like, uh, it's funny that people still unironically use that word. But it got me thinking about like straight privilege. Um, because obviously there's like white privilege, right? It's like white people do whatever the fuck they want. Um, uh, no, no more. Uh, no, that's the wrong sentence. Look no further than the um, the capital riots versus literally anything any black person does ever. White people storm the fucking Congress building, and you know get a slap on the wrist, and then um, some kid you know takes a walk around his neighborhood and gets shot. You know, it's a, it's a different world for white people versus people of color. And it's just outrageous, but straight privilege is just as ridiculous. Right? So we know that, um, what gay marriage was only legalized. I want to say 2016, um, not long ago. And you know, uh, people of the LGBT community are getting killed for doing whatever the, like literally just being like, uh, there was a massive thing about trans people getting killed. Um, in, I can't remember which Asian country, but basically they were just like, Oh, they're trans. We're just going to kill them. Like, good God. That is grim. Um, <laughs> but it's not, not laughing about, you know, um, the inequality and like the, what's the word I'm looking for? like the hate crimes that go on against the LGBT community. But it's like straight people get away with so much stuff, right? I was like, I have one note for this week's podcast and it is motherfuckers are okay with people marrying anything except the same sex. Right? Because if you watch those, I don't know if you guys know, um, like those weird cut videos or like Buzzfeed or TLC, like my strange addiction type shit. So gay people weren't allowed to marry until very recently. Um, people still look down on uh, the LGBT community. It's like, oh, you're fucking weird, right? It's like, oh, fairies, that kind of shit. <laughs> These motherfucking straight people are trying to fuck their cars, you know? I'm, I'm all for doing what you'd like as long as it doesn't adversely affect um, other people, right? Sure, 
go rail your car as long as you're not hating on, you know, gay people. It's the very same people who want to marry a plane. I, I watched um, I watched a thing the other day where a girl was in love with a plane and got married to a plane. These are the type of people who hate gay people because it's weird that a guy would like another guy. While this bitch is over here sucking fuel out of a fucking jet, you know? Isn't that just ridiculous? Um, who was it? There was an article about a Russian man who married his sex doll. Um, it's crazy that sex doll marriage was legalized before fucking gay marriage, my guy. It's literally, there are so many, <laughs> people like to say we're all one race, but it really is a different world for different people. There's like levels to this shit, bro. Straight, white, male, easy level. The easiest level, you know? Obviously, there are levels to that shit too. Are you rich? Are you poor? Like, um, then you've got people of color. Hard mode. <laughs> For many reasons. Um, don't even get me started on religion. Depends on your religion. Um, depends on the sliders <laughs> that are turned up in life, you know? Xenophobia is very real around here. Um, Anti-Semitism still, still very alive and well. Um, if you are part of the LGBT community, <laughs> Uh, that is also hard mode and some of the levels aren't even unlocked yet. <laughs> it's like back in, you know, let's say 2013, you're, you're a, you know, a thirties gay couple who want to get married. You're living life on hard mode and you haven't unlocked the ability to get married. And the fact is you can't do anything to unlock it. You have to wait for the game to unlock that shit for you. <laughs> it, uh, there really are different worlds um and like i've personally have only lived my life in a couple it's just like um i i hate saying person of color because i'm only like half um but like i am like uh when people are just like what are you it's like i'm indonesian um like that's what my grandfather would want me to say He'd also like me to say I'm a Muslim, but I do that just for him. But like, I'm an Indonesian man. So being Indonesian in Ballarat, um, you get some quite racist comments. I, for, for some reason, got credited with 9-11 one time, even though I was only four when it happened. And um, I am not Middle Eastern. <laughs> people just say the most racist shit. Um, but then I moved to Melbourne um, and like, I've always been like middle class, like always comfortable, but never like over the top. So like, I've always, you know, I've got it relatively easy, right? Tall, uh, white looking, kind of mixed looking, racially ambiguous, uh, male, 
Easy. Ah, male privilege? Whole different shit, bro. Um, it's so bizarre. Oh. 15 minutes to my chicken wings. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's not even interesting. It's, it's played out at this point. Like it gets to a point where, you know, it's funny to make the jokes about, you know, easy mode and hard mode. And like, I've seen, oh, I've the amount of people I see on social media is just like, Oh, women have life on easy mode. Cause they can just, you know, show off their body and get this, 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 and that men have it on hard mode because you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bro. If you genuinely think that you have a very skewed way of looking at the world and what is important in the world, it's like, oh, women can use their bodies to, you know, get likes on Instagram. I was like, is that what's important to you? Sure, sis can wear a fucking bikini um, and look fire on the gram, but she can't walk home by herself. You know, she'll get paid 23 cents less than the fellas. Uh, she will get fucking, there's a decent chance she... You know, gets catcalled in the streets and sexually harassed at work, but sure. They live, uh, they live life on easy mode because um, they get fucking 2,000 more likes than you on Instagram. Grow up. Grow up, you fuck. <laughs> um, and, like, that's why I love the the emergence of... As I love, like I literally have anything to do. The thought of OnlyFans and women owning the fact that they can monetize themselves and their body is so fire. It's so strange to think that guys will thirst over women on like Instagram and TikTok and um, like social media platform. But as soon as women start to monetize it and like basically do what they're doing on social media, except making people pay for it. They're just like, Oh, you're such a slut. And like, bro, I saw your comment two videos ago being like, Oh, you're so pretty. Marry me. Let me fucking, I don't know. Lick your feet. What changed my guy. All she's doing is make you pay five bucks <laughs> to see the shit. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, look, privilege is, um, an unfortunate result of our society. <laughs> and uh, like, it's not that deep, but at the end of the day, there are people unfairly disadvantaged by. It, oh, all right. Another fucking. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Do we not think it's incredibly unfair that people are unfairly disadvantaged just the way they were born, right? Like, sure, white privilege, uh, male privilege, straight uh, privilege, whatever. But, like, that is something we cannot avoid, right? If I was born a, uh, a black woman who is gay or trans... Why am I being disadvantaged? Because that's the way I was born, right? 
it's not like I made that choice. And people will always just like say, uh, you know, being gay is a choice and being um, trans is like, oh, you were born your gender. You can't be the other gender. It's like, well, it's like, that's just who they are. Like, it's, it's crazy that people get discriminated against for being like genuinely what they are. Like if you think of um, like being born as the default setting, how you gonna hate against a default setting, my guy? I don't know. That's a really bad like analogy, but the fact that people can just be born and they're already disadvantaged at just a societal level is so bizarre. Like if you are born with a disability, like you are already like behind, behind literally everyone. You won't have the same job opportunities. You won't have the same uh, social um, opportunities either. And I'm not saying like you can't or that you won't, but it's just one of those things like, if you are born a certain way, you are already behind the eight ball. And I just think that is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, and that's why, not to bring it down, but like um, the poor mental health and like the suicide rates of the LGBT community are just, it's just because they think they're like behind the eight ball when A, they're not, and they shouldn't be, right? When did being, you know, a five foot 10 white male from the suburbs named Chad, how is that any better than, um, you know, being a, uh, a trans male in Asia, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm a bit heated. And like some of that is probably uh, like in uh, just in terms of stats wise of anything that I said, I was like, it's probably not right, but it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, how are we? And I say, we like, um, like as a society, and I know we are getting progressively better. So, so fucking slowly, right? So slowly, but we are getting there in, it's like, it's, it's two steps forward, three steps back. I feel like. But slowly we are getting there. But how, who are we to decide what is uh, correct by just uh, um, like, uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to word it. Like, uh, fuck, no, I think I've lost it. But just in terms of like having the norm, I guess. Who decides what the norm is? Why isn't gay the norm? You know, who decided straight was normal? Like that, that's on straight is normal in a very, very, very primal reproductive level. And that is about it, my G. That is about it. Um, I am. <laughs> that's just how I feel. And that's why I like the podcast, you know? It lets me rant about shit like that. Um, yeah, because there, there isn't really a platform for me to vent myself like that. Like, I could talk to my friends about it, but just, like, 
I am the straight male of the group. Like, I am not, you know, the, the disadvantage. No, disadvantage is such a harsh word because nobody's actually. Oh, see, how do I step around this, right? So it's like, obviously, LGBT marginalized. I am not the marginalized entity in that group. If I've ever said disadvantaged in the past 15 minutes, maybe swap it out with marginalized. Now I think back on it. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> why am I going to talk to them about this? I'm the, yeah, the straight male, which is, you know, famously not marginalized. Actually, it is. Depends on who you ask. Fuck. That is a whole nother podcast. People who think straight white men are marginalized. Straight white Christians are marginalized. Good fucking. Give me a fucking break, my guy. Mm. Anyway, um, I might end it here. My chicken wings are ready. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening to uh, For All Hours. My name has been Jamal as it will be maybe tomorrow when I watch the Kissing Booth movies. Uh, but I've got that coming out. I've got the 1975 podcast coming out. And I'm sure I'll um, be here, there, and everywhere in between just to talk a whole lot of shit. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you soon.